coming up. What an excellent day for the electric company. folks and welcome to minute 59 of the exorcist minute a show where we endeavor to examine extrapolate and excavate the exorcist minute by terrifying minute my name is lester ryan clark and i'm keenan diaz and we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time Okay, so our minute begins with the phone ringing and the lights flickering. And it ends with Chris closing Reagan's window and tucking her in. Aww. Reagan, close the window. You're trying to heat all of Georgetown. I tell you, the power bill for this place. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so- The power bill of this place compels you. The power bill of this place (laughs) compels (laughs) you. Captain Howdy reads the meter and he's like, oh boy, I, uh, I, I, I got it. That's how he leaves. He's like, I'm, I'm not, I, I am not responsible for this. I don't, I, this isn't me. Address all your questions to, to Miss Chris McNeil. <laughs> but yeah, that's how this ends. But let's get back to the top of this minute because, oh my gosh, what the holy heck is going on with Chris's house? We got lights flickering on and off. We got the phone ringing and, and where is everybody? Mm-hmm. It's it's weird, but Kenan, how soon did you realize that Chris and Reagan were alone in the house? Because I, like I feel like even just three seconds in before Chris enters the house and picks up the phone, it hit me like, why is nobody else answering the phone? Why is nobody freaking out about the lights? Right? Like just the fact that this is going on unchecked until Chris gets there, like like I, I knew she was alone before I knew it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was thinking about this. This scene, this minute might be a time where we're transitioning because uh, this is kind of a haunted house movie. We've said that mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far it's been a haunted like room movie, right? Like right. the attic is haunted or the bedroom is haunted. And now mm-hmm. this is like, oh gosh, the whole house is some creepy, scary place. It's infecting everywhere. Right. And it feels very alone. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you don't expect to see like the lights flickering on and off, and then Willie's in the corner at the light switch going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until Madam sees this. <laughs> that's that's how Willie and Carl get their kicks. They're just, <laughs> you, just, you you caught him right before you know. I, I I swear, Madam, there are no rats in the house. You know, and then and then he's up there, you know, just like stomping around, you know. <laughs> It's it's hard to it's hard to imagine them smiling and giggling because they right, just exactly. they just don't they just don't smile and giggle ever. <laughs> Willie's yeah, Willie's in the corner <laughs> turning them on and off. It's like oh, I am I am the Bart Simpson of Zurich. <laughs> <laughs> Bart Simpson of Zurich. <laughs> what, what a scamp I am being to Madam. <laughs> that is why I have always loved you, Willie. <laughs> but he says it with that straight, you know, Max right. Gorilla face. It's like, you are turning me on, much like you are turning on the light. <laughs> your recklessness and your precocity to danger. <laughs> you like my disregard for authority. <laughs> <laughs> And then just immediately, it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, that is enough fooling around. We are done. <laughs> we are done. Yes, yes. We have had our, we, we have had our quota of fun. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> 60 minutes is coming on soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, <laughs> in any case, um, Chris enters the house, um, enters the frame, and she grabs the phone. Hello? Nothing. 
Nobody. No one. I am no one. What? So, Keenan, actually, I have some, I have some questions about this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's an answer or, or, or any answer is as good as any other answer, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is going on here? Like, like we know it's Captain Howdy. We, we know that, right? right. We, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely not Willie or Carl. <laughs> Much as we'd love it to be. I'd love um, it. <laughs> that'd be so funny. Um, but yeah, so we know by now it is Captain Howdy. We know that. Even if we're not supposed to know that yet, we know. But I am determined to give our Captain Howdy character like agency, even when it seems like he's just behaving like a force of nature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, is he up there with a clipboard like, okay, she's coming home. I got I to gotta get the lights. <laughs> I, I got to do the phone. Why would I even bother turning the milk green? She's not even going to look in the fridge. Like, like, howdy, you got to work smarter, not harder. Come on. Yeah, bud. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's something, it's probably something, right? Like, I, I guess you're supposed to think, yeah, that he's not doing it with his hands, right? It, it isn't turning off switch. But it's something like um, he's getting more power. And just as a side effect of that, right, the lights are, are starting. He's messing with the electromagnetism in the house, right? And, okay. I'm glad you said that, right? Because that was my question. Like, like. On the one hand, like, is he engineering all of this stuff or is it like a shockwave, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, and, and, and here's where we sort of can't, okay, like, we can't avoid spoilers, folks, because, <laughs> like, if we, if, if we wait to talk about what has just happened in this house, uh, if we wait until Chris finds out, that'll be like a week from now for you guys. Right. And we'll have to be like in that episode, like, hey, remember last week, two episodes ago, like all the stuff that was happening? Well, it was related. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> we can't do that. Right. So, no. so it loses its potency. So let's just say that something big has happened. Captain Howdy has done a thing. I did a thing. I did a thing. <laughs> um, and so my question here is, after doing that thing, is he now doing more things with the lights and the phone? Or is this like a dis- uh, like a disturbance in the force because he did the thing? Hmm, that's what, hmm. Yeah, I like to think it's the second, that he's just becoming so powerful in some way, right? He got her, right? He's, 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 uh, he's moving on to the next phase. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, he's, but he's, there is there is absolutely no evidence of that. That's just right. what I want to believe happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's there's nothing I could say. Uh, there's nothing I could point to saying this is exactly why I believe right. that. There is some stuff, but I think you and I, Keenan, are on are are on the same um, side about that. About this being kind of like like an after effect of it. And there is, I don't know, like maybe there's some some other stuff in this minute that's gonna um, that's gonna back that up. But uh, but no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like. There is no like in the film, there's no concrete thing to say that like, you know, just an invisible Captain Howdy is just like walking around flicking light switches and you know, <laughs> he's he's up there on the other line with right. the phone and he's just like, come on, come on, pick it up. Um, right. And we also don't get a shot, say, of um, of Reagan in bed and she's glowing or something. And then we click and then we, we, we cut to a shot of the lights flicking on or off. Right. She's sucking out all the power of the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so any, any, any argument is, is just as valid as any other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I'm just asking because now, now I'm remembering that little fake candle on the wall mm-hmm. in the hallway when, when Reagan's bed was shaking and mom is, is running down the hall to the bedroom and the fake, you know, wall candle flickers, you know, as, like, on Captain Howdy's clipboard that day, is it, like, make sure you get the fake wall candle as she's running down the hall, <laughs> right? It's like, don't miss that. Right. She's not going to see it, but she's going to feel it. She'll right, tell right. it. She'll, <laughs> right. That it'll, one's for me. <laughs> that one's for me. That's just, you know, <laughs> it's my signature. I got it. You know, you can't do, you can't not do that, you know? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Keenan, I'm just asking this because, you know, when I die, 
mm-hmm. and I'm up in heaven, um, dressed in my devil costume, as we have already right. established, because you can <laughs> From do- when you were four. <laughs> right. Because we know you can do whatever you want, and, and that's what I would want to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm up there, I might just apply for this Captain Howdy position. Oh, um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to possess anybody, ew, um, but I wouldn't mind going back down to earth and uh, throwing a few pots and pans around, you know, <laughs> opening and closing dresser drawers, that sort of thing, but- for that reason, I need to know, like, like how much do I actually have to do, like, physically? And how much spooky stuff just kind of, like, happens in my vicinity? Like, also, also, like, is there a union? Do I have insurance? Because, like, some of that stuff is heavy. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, the applications, like, must be able to lift 50 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, must have flexible work schedule, mm-hmm. must be able to um, uh, thrive in a highly uh, competitive environment. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> must know uh, five years experience, Microsoft Excel. Right. <laughs> so, oh, that's where they got me is the Excel. Oh. <laughs> I, I can actually see Captain Howdy talking to the insurance devils yeah. being like, well, actually, you did all that while you were inside of Reagan. So, right, like, that's a problem, folks, right? You, you got to read the fine print about, like, what you can do when you're in someone versus when you're not in someone, right? Because you have no legal recourse, right? Because possession is nine-tenths of the law. Do you have a rim shot? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be – that's going to be <laughs> – but I'm like, like in this universe, I'm assuming that Captain Howdy is like a top tier performer, right? Like he is, he is the gold standard. So I'm, I'm looking at him, I'm looking at what he's doing and you know, I'm just, I'm taking notes. <laughs> um, but isn't what you're describing a poltergeist not to get See, to, uh, <laughs> so now we got, now we got, now we got different, uh, uh companies like muscling in on each other, right? <laughs> right so exactly. now we got the poltergeist union and they're mm-hmm. like, Hey buddy, you can't, you can't be, you know, taking our tariff. You can't be doing that. <laughs> So you're supposed to be worried about the girl. You can't you get can, the, the lights and the phone, that's our thing. <laughs> I think if I I think I'd rather be a dibuk, you know, a dibuk. Um, oh, I've from, heard uh, of them. But like yeah, tell us tell tell it's our, like, tell it's our like, audience. It's from like Jewish um um like Jewish cultural mythology. I don't I don't think it's in the Bible anywhere. Mm. So it's like kind of a Yiddish sort of um uh, spirit. And this mm. is a spirit who comes back and impersonates uh, a living person and then <sighs> That's part of the question is like, you're like, oh, is this Dybbuk a real person or is, is this, you know, is this my, is this Lester or is this a Dybbuk? Or is this a Dybbuk? Oh, how are you supposed to tell? Like, oh, like what's, what's the, yeah. cause they always have those telltale signs, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like they turn around and they're like, you know, they've got a tail or something like that. Right. Right. I'm not actually sure, but yeah, I, I think I like the name a lot. A dibbuk. I like a dibbuk, yeah. <laughs> how to recognize, now I'm doing a, di- a how do you spell that? Oh, a D-Y-B-B-U-K. Okay. How to recognize a Dybbuk. Mm-hmm. I spelt Dybbuk right and recognize wrong. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, Google. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Did you mean recognize, you idiot? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Dybbuk is a malicious possessing spirit. Oh, it possesses. Hmm. Oh, very nice. <laughs> um, it's a dead person that comes into, yeah, you're a living person. Oh, okay. Well, where's the, let's see. Oh, 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 the golem is a, is an example of a Dybbuk? Wow. Okay. Oh, I didn't think that. I know the golem, but I didn't. Right. Yeah. Not golem, but golem. (laughs) Golem isn't a Dybbuk. He's a. No, no. He's just an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I've, I've. 
I've put it out there that we have to find out like how you recognize a Dybbuk and nothing is telling me anything. Oh, maybe you don't recognize one. Maybe maybe all the stories are the Dybbuk wins. <laughs> okay. Okay. So folks, we're going to leave that up to you. Um, so if you know how to recognize a Dybbuk or if you are a Dybbuk yourself, please write in and tell us um, how we can uh, how we can identify you from uh, other other normal folks. Not that, not to say that you're not normal. No, Dibbix. typical, typical folks. Yeah, typical. Um, yeah. So just you got it. See, see. Now I've offended Dibix, and I got a. Oh god, we're, we're going. Po- he's like one star. He's he's <laughs> all this generalization of demons and Dibix and poltergeists. These 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 hosts don't know what they're talking about. Okay, so, like in <laughs> in any case, um, it, it, it all seems to stop. As soon as Chris answers the phone, right, mm-hmm. I, I say it seems like that, but then we're surprised when she hangs up, looks around as the camera moves in, and as she comes closer, the lights flicker and then go out. Mm-hmm. Her face seems to like float out of the darkness into view. And I know we said earlier that that Chris was looking a little like Captain Howdy herself, right? Like after sure. all the stress of, of having to deal with like all the doctors and everything. But it's interesting she looks that skullish, we yeah. Yeah. Right here. It's interesting we see that like like she's in total blackness and and with just this little bit of white bluish light on her face, right? Sort of highlighting what would be the white area of the face of Captain Howdy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I personally don't think that there's any connection there, but visually it just does sort of remind me of something that we're going to see in just a second. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost like a reverse uh, image, like a mirror um, looking from like left to right. Like, um, you know, the famous Captain Howdy face, like the one that we saw before, right, is looking right to left. Mm -hmm. And Chris is looking up. The Captain Howdy face that we saw before is looking down, right? And we may we may note also that the light on her face is roughly the shape of a cross. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. Um, so she looks around and she realizes what we, the audience, have known for some time now, that she is alone in that house, alone with Reagan or something else. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't even know about Reagan at this point. And, and neither does she. Right. No. One of the things is like she's calling out to Sharon. Right. So, right. So um, which is like share. Right. Which is nice. share. Yeah. Share. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like this. And I um I was thinking about I don't want to say a lesser movie, but let's say a more modern movie. Okay. Um, I, it made me realize that Sharon would get killed in the modern version of this movie. Right. <gasps> oh, yeah. You're right. There'd be more kills. So we have four deaths in our movie. One Mm. is Mary Karras, who is dying of natural causes. Right. But we only have our demon killing three people, which which seems less than you remember, right? You remember a lot of carnage here. So Mm -hmm. if this movie were made today, it would probably be Sharon gets killed, either Klein or Dr. Tanny gets killed, and the other one sort of emerges as like, oh, now I'm I'm changed. I would say Mm -hmm. Kinderman gets killed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like we'd have just a higher body count, right? Mm. Um, So this is a question that I'm going to put you on the spot for, Lester. Okay. In the requel of The Exorcist coming out <laughs> soon. <laughs> Eat that word. Okay. Uh, let's let's take some bets, and we're going to do this live, you know, here, so we can Ooh, be on, okay. on the record. How many kills do you think will be in The Exorcist requel? Oh, the reboot more for requel? sure. Yeah. So let's let's. Write, I'm going to write down a number. Okay. <laughs> and you could write down a number. And, okay. Uh, okay. I, I'm making a guess here, and we'll mm-hmm. see if we're right when we're forced to watch this movie. Okay. Hang on. I'm I'm counting on my. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Are we supposed to say it out loud or? Yeah, you say yours out loud first. Okay. 
I think it's going to be seven. <gasps> oh, I'm going with six. So we're very close. Ooh, okay. <laughs> who are, so who are your six? <laughs> oh, you counted people in the new version of this? Yes, or? yes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I didn't I didn't quite have that. I um, Oh, because there might be new characters. Okay, there's going to yeah, be I new characters. Think, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. there's going to be someone who's killed in the opening prologue. Mm-hmm. as opposed to ours where that doesn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. I think there are going to be at least two cops and one of the cops is going to die. Mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be, um, yeah, some kind of like nosy reporter who's going to die. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, you know, I think Chris is going to get killed. <gasps> so, oh. And then one priest. So I guess that brought me up to five. So then one more random person is going to die. So six people. Wait, re- wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I played this game wrong. Um, <laughs> Because I was just counting all the characters from this movie. Oh no! I mean, in the re in the in the in the one that's coming out soon, right? It's going to be okay. This is coming. Okay, okay. So I can't count. Okay, so I can't count Karis and Marin again because well, they're... unless they bring them back and kill them. How would they bring them back? That's Hollywood, baby. They can do whatever they want. This, okay, you you we're calling this a requel. Somehow, so it happened after. Has oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh. Okay, well, like, but I'm realizing now I can't count their deaths because they're nope. already dead. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, now I get it. Okay, so I can't say. I, mm, okay, so yes, I agree that Chris would probably die. <laughs> Right. Sharon. The question is if she's getting killed by by the demon or not. I think. Oh, for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm saying Chris, Sharon, a cop or detective, uh-huh. a doctor among many. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Chris, Sharon, and a priest. All right. Um. Oh, so I only have five. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, now that you understand the game more, okay, I think six yeah. people are going to get killed by the demon in mm-hmm. the Exorcist sequel uh reboot and mm. you think five all right i think five we'll yeah. see how we do all right when it comes out okay folks in the in the communist future um <laughs> if you're still allowed to watch that movie <laughs> what if that's what oh in the future that's the only version of the exorcist and all the others have been erased <laughs> and that's why they 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 find our podcast because they're like we need to know if there was another version other than this requel it's it says requel so mentioning yeah this version you've never seen in the yeah. communist future warner brothers pays you to watch the exorcist <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god okay but okay so we're getting back to this minute now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our death count. Um, but oh, like to speak to that, Keenan. so actually that's really interesting because – and I think we've said this before, but this is a movie where death r- is really heavy. Mm-hmm. Like every single one of these deaths is closer to like how you would react to like a real death, right? Right, absolutely. It's, it's like when, 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 uh, when, when uh, Mary Karras – leaves us we're like oh my god this is like the the saddest thing ever Mm -hmm. when when um other characters (laughs) that i can't say leave us we're like oh my god this is terrible you know yeah we're about to get to that where where sharon sharon and chris have a very very real grounded reaction to a death right right so i think like this this movie has just the right number of deaths and because each of them is like every single time somebody dies in this movie we're like (gasps) oh You know, we're like, no, mm-hmm. but you know, in, in the requel, we're going to be like, okay, that one's gone. That one's gone. That mm-hmm. one's gone. That one's gone. Right. Yeah. It'll be a little more in the slasher mode of like, what kind of cool type of kill can we get? Right. Yeah. Cause in ours, yeah. I mean, we basically repeat two of the kills or, you know, one of the kill is exactly like the other kill. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Mm. And that's yeah. like 
poetic and artistic, but it's not creative and, and right. neat and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, shocking, right? Because we're not focusing on like the the style the the stylishness of the kill, right? Where you know the the impact of that character like <laughs> being killed, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So um, the lights flicker back on, and and for just a second, really, like as they're flickering back on, we see Captain Howdy's face in the range above the stove. Mm-hmm. Now, Keenan. This is one of the like the added Captain Howdy appearances, correct? Yes, absolutely. This was not possible. Well, I, they could have done it in the seventies, but they decided not to, or you know, it hadn't occurred to them. It's not in the script. Um, we don't have any instance of Captain Howdy in the script here. Um, right. So this was added for the two thousand release, the version you've never seen. Gotcha. Okay, but this would still be a shot of like Eileen Dietz when they had like like they had her in the makeup. I'm sure they had like plenty of footage and photos lying around, mm-hmm. and they just they just grabbed one and uh, there you go. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay, what do you think of this addition? I know, I know, we're both fans of Captain Howdy, right? He gets he gets way more. Um, uh, well, I can't say screen time in a podcast, right? Um, <laughs> well, he he gets he gets way more screen time in the version that we're writing in our heads, right? Um, but I'm trying to imagine this scene as it was without the Captain Howdy face, just the lights flickering, and I don't know. What do you think? Well, I have seen this with a an audience, the version you've never seen TV YNS with an audience, okay. and um, it kind of gets it gets a little bit of a jump scare. It, I, I don't know if it's a good one or not. I mean, mm. it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a quick sort of shock, and then there's usually laughter, which you know, again, that happens, right? You're, right, you're shocked, right. So you're, you're so you're you're scared, so you you laugh, etc. Right. That I, doesn't I'm, diminish the scare, it, 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 right? Yeah. I'm not sure if I like it as much. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's fast enough that, I mean, if you pull up a screenshot of it, it looks mm-hmm. pretty fake. Um, mm. uh, so I don't know if, if just the, you know, the the quality of, of the insert here is actually any good. But mm. um, I don't know. But it, it, So in a screenshot, it looks fake. It looks a little cheesy. But in context mm. of, of it just being like, oh, there's a face there. I mean, that's not too bad, I guess. But I, I constantly go back and forth with it. I was thinking of the same thing as I was watching this minute to get ready for this. I'm, I'm not sure whether I like it. Mm. I like, I mean, I, again, like listeners, listeners know, like we both like Captain Howdy, mm-hmm. right? Like if they, if there was a, you know, like you would think more Captain Howdy would, would make us happy, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like, because, okay. This actually brings up something else I was thinking about. Like up until now, we have seen Captain Howdy in the void, Right. Like he's not necessarily in a physical place in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the first time we see him in this version, like the version we've never seen. Right. Um, is when he appears in the hospital to Reagan. Right. right. It's that one shot. Like he, he he's not he's not actually in the hospital. He's in Reagan's mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Similarly, the second time that we see him, which would actually be the first time in the theatrical, he's in Karis's dream, right? He's right. either, he's either part of it or he's observing it. Actually, what did, what did we say before? I, 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 I think we had uh, different ideas. Like, is he watching Karis have the dream from afar or is he in the dream showing himself to Karis? Oh God, now I can't remember because Karis wouldn't have seen this face before. So it's not Karis remembering it. So it has to be right. Captain Howdy doing it. Hmm. Like I see, like I see Captain Howdy, like in his lair, like like the Wicked Witch of the West, and he's looking into the ball, and he's watching, <laughs> he's watching Captain, he's watching Karis having the dream, right? Like but he's it, like, yes, yes, because <laughs> the other option is that he's like Groundskeeper Willie in the in the Shining uh, version <laughs> of uh, the Simpsons, right? Right. Where he says, "Now, if you need me, just use your shin of yours, right? But don't check on me between four and five. 
That's <laughs> Willy time. <laughs> so, like, Karis is, like, at his weakest point, that sort of summons Howdy, and he's like, oh, God. He's got, like... <laughs> He's got like Funyuns bags all around him on the couch. He's like, oh, time for this. He's in a he's in a fluffy bathrobe and he's got he's, he's got his slippers and he's got the towel on his head and he's like, that, oh, wow. uh, uh. He, he throws that all aside. He's like, ooh, <laughs> your mother's dead. Uh, David, listen, I don't have your file on me right now. I just, I, it was, it's at the office. Come on, jeez. But you're real sad. You're real sad. Yes. Am I getting overtime for this? I. I the flying nun is on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, John Oliver has a bit that when he snaps his fingers, it summons George Clooney wherever George Clooney is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and George Clooney is like, I told you, you have to use that sparingly, like you mm. for emergencies, not just not just to show off for the show. It's <laughs> it's too much power to have. <laughs> too much power for one man. <laughs> yeah. And so like so either way, right? Like he's he's just in a like in that dream with Karis, right? right? He's just in a big black void in that shot, mm-hmm. right? So, so whether that void is like Karis's mind or Captain Howdy's like domain, we can actually say that he's not anywhere in the physical world, right? But now we got this face popping up at home on the range. <laughs> Lester, no, people listen to this. <laughs> 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 like serious people yeah, <laughs> with jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like on on the stove range, obviously, right. the range hood. Um and, and this is the first of huh. Uh I I can't actually remember how many times, but at least a couple times when he is <sighs> I don't. I don't even know, like, if you can say here in the world, right. but like, he's he's not exclusively in a character's head, right? Like, we got him like appearing over somebody's face at some point, um, like, but like, this is the first time, like, he's not like in the black void somewhere, so right? So then we have to think. So in in the theatrical version, the seventy two version, like, when is the first time he's in the world? Because it's if you're saying this is the first time here, mm-hmm. then I don't. It, maybe that's why Friedkin wanted it earlier. I, I'm not sure. Hmm, maybe. Um, um, I think, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I can't the remember. The first time would be the hypnotizing scene. That's quite – I mean, we're already almost an hour into the movie before we get um, Pazuzu or Captain Howdy in the real world, you're saying. So that would be even much further, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's, that's really interesting to think about. I mean – with the version you've never seen, there's sort of this promise that we're going to do things in this seven in this 2000s version that we couldn't do in the 73 version, right? Right. And uh, you know, this this seems to be an easy thing that they could do that, like you know, would would speak to what they're able to do at the time, right? With special effects and et cetera. Um, so I'm not sure it's it's necessarily good, but it's certainly mm. what was promised with that marketing campaign, right? Right. I I agree with you, Keenan. I think that this is one of those like. They they go to freaking. There's like, hey, like you better you better like like make some. You, you need to make ten changes, right? <laughs> and freaking's like, oh shit, like what do I? Uh, uh, okay, we'll we'll put on a new beginning. We'll put on a new ending. And it's like he's he's up to nine, and he's like, Captain Howdy face. Just put the Captain Howdy face there. There we go. Good. You know, do you know Blood Simple, the Coen Brothers' first movie? 
No, no. Well, that came out in 1984, and it was very well received. You know, it was it wasn't seen a lot. It was a smallish movie, but it mm. won Sundance. It was very well thought of. And then when they went to do the DVD, which I believe was after this Exorcist version, um, mm. uh, so they went and did you know whatever that was, the 30th anniversary or or whatever. Um, right. They did their director's cut of Blood Simple, and they actually mm. tightened the editing and made the movie shorter. Oh, and I wish I wish that was what happened with more of these. <laughs> that yeah. it wasn't just like we're going to add stuff. You know, you love this movie, and we're going to add things to make it slower, and we're going to add things that you didn't know you wanted. Like mm. the, the coma was like, well, now we're thirty years more experienced as editors, mm. and and the audience is thirty years more used to quicker pacing, right? Right. So let's just make this. They cut out a couple minutes of the movie, mm, yeah, without changing any, without cutting any lines, even without any ch- cutting any scenes or anything like that. It's yeah, just, just yeah. like shaving seconds off of of scenes. And exactly. Stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Oh. See, yeah, that would be that that would be interesting, right? right? Um, but okay, so let's let's just assume let's 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 take this because that's our job, right? Like we got to take this movie as it is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So so Captain Howdy's face appears on the 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 stove range up there, right? Um, but actually, like even as I'm saying this, like I don't know, Keenan, what is happening here? Because Chris doesn't see him. Right. She doesn't even notice him or react. Obviously, she doesn't because he wasn't in the original cut. <laughs> right, Alan Burstyn wasn't reacting to him. Right. Right. Oh, it's going to be great. Like in 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 fifteen years, Miss Miss Burstyn, like there's going to be a Captain <laughs> Howdy face, right? <laughs> Just trust us. Um, but no. So obviously, she's re- she's like. If, if anything, she's reacting to the lights. She's reacting to like just like the eerie mood of the house, mm-hmm. right? But by doing it this way, by Shakespeare rules, because mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't see him or interact with him or right. even react to him. That means he really is there, okay, objectively there. And I know this is kind of like backwards logic, right? But like it it it, it sort of follows the Shakespeare rules, but in a weird process of elimination photo negative way with, <laughs> and, and I guess, okay I guess we're in the Shakespeare trap again so here we go okay so we talked before about when ghosts appear or when magical fantastical things happen in Shakespeare plays right like if other people are around and they see it too it's real the witches in Macbeth are real because Macbeth and Banquo talk to them mm. right and they even have a couple of scenes all by themselves, so with with nobody else around. So they exist in the real world, objectively. So right? it's not just Macbeth going crazy, right? Exactly. He's right? going crazy in other ways. I mean, he's in other ways, right? Mm-hmm. And and to that point, Banquo's ghost later on mm-hmm. could just be in Macbeth's head, right? Because nobody else sees him, right? Same thing with Caesar's ghost. Caesar's ghost is only seen by Brutus, and nobody else is around. Could be just like a dream or a manifestation of Brutus's guilt, right? Right. Hamlet's ghost. Hamlet's father's ghost definitely real because like, you know, people came and told Hamlet about the ghost and, and he goes and he meets him. Other people have witnessed the ghost, right? Right. Um, but here in this movie, in this minute, in this scene, Chris is alone. Nobody else sees Captain Howdy, but but also she doesn't see Captain Howdy. So we can't say this is in Chris's mind. Right. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, great. She doesn't even notice it. Right. right? It's not her imagining it. Right. Yeah. Because if she were imagining it, she would react to it, but she doesn't even notice it. Like Keenan, if Captain Howdy appears on on the stove range and there's nobody around to see it, does he make a, does it, (laughs) is he a tree falling in the wood? Does it make any sense? Right. If if Captain Howdy claps with one hand, does does that, what's, what's the sound of that? Right. What's the sound of one Captain Howdy? Clap. Uh, I don't know. But like, so, so I actually have an answer to this, Uh-oh. Uh, but I, I like, I wanted to see what you think. Like, what is, what is going on in here? Like, cause this can't be a manifestation of 
It can't be in her mind because she doesn't even notice it. Right. That's really smart. I hadn't thought of that. That's really cool. So mm. then, like, I guess it's partly maybe that's why it's a little bit shocking is because, like, it's Captain Howdy's point of view to some extent, right? It's Captain. Uh-huh. It's us going. You know, like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be behind this bitch, and oh, la, 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 right. <laughs> and like we're with him and his experience rather than hers. Ah, uh-huh. Keenan, I am so glad. Oh, I'm right. so glad you said that. Yes. So, folks, yes, I I believe Keenan is right, folks. Here's my interpretation, listeners. Dear listeners, friends, Romans, countrymen, um, we have been tricked. I believe this is still a Shakespeare thing. Um, we, we we are still here in the Shakespeare trap, right? All, all these traps are are like escape rooms. By the way, I just I just decided that like um, like the way that we get out is we figure out how it relates to the movie, and then and then we find the door that leads back into the movie, right? Oh yeah. Um, Sometimes so, we so, get in there and don't don't even plan that there is a, a <laughs> any uh, any uh, relevance yeah. to the movie, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So so we're in the we're in the Shakespeare trap escape room right now, folks. And we've been staring at this door that says, ghosts, are they real? Are they not real? Right? Like, we'll call that door uh, taboo or not taboo. Um, We've been staring at that door thinking that's how we're going to get out of here and back to this movie. And we've been ignoring this huge log flume ride that runs through the middle of this room. And if you look, there's Captain Howdy. He's sitting there in one of the logs all alone. It's a single person log. It's a monologue. (laughs) And so, yes, folks, that's what I believe this is. Crazy as it may sound, remember what we said. Like, if a character does or says something on stage and nobody else sees it or reacts to it, it is for the audience. It is our benefit. It is a secret shared between that character and the audience. And so even though in this scene, Captain Howdy appears to be looking at Chris, Chris doesn't see him. Nobody sees him except us. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing I think this could be. That's the only way this addition makes any sense is that this is a brief half second, maybe even millisecond monologue by Mm -hmm. Captain Howdy. And he's saying, I'm here. I exist in the world outside of your daughter's mind. I am I am the one making the lights flicker. I'm the one who made the phone ring. I am here now. Uh, it's his it's his little affirmation song like Yes. <laughs> you know the greatest showman like this uh, the bearded lady oh. sings this song. That's very similar <laughs> to that monologue He's like this is me, this is us or something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is me. Look out cuz here I come. Exactly. <laughs> I'm seeing like there's a there's a trend on TikTok now. It's like it's it's that part of the song. It's like it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is Howdy's Coming Out song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, folks, that was that, – that – all of that right there was my monologue. Thank you for thank you for bearing with me. Now we can get on this log flume ride and and get out of this trap. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> so now we're out. Awesome. Um, did you get did you did you see the little picture they took like as you as you went down? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I was sure to make a silly face, but uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then I get I get the, to the picture area and everyone else is right. doing the same thing, and I feel kind of lame. Yeah, I can see it now. Like I'm blinking. Um, Keenan, you're 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 looking for the camera. Right. You can't see it. And and right behind you is Captain Howden. He's got like <laughs> the finger guns and he's like, hey. Right. Yeah. So okay, so we're back in the movie, right? Um, so the lights flicker back on, and Chris does react to that. She reacts to the lights, and there's this moment where she's looking up, she's looking at something out of frame. And I guess it's supposed to be the lights since they just came on, but in pausing it at this moment, it almost it almost looks like this is the moment of realization. Like 
I need to get upstairs and check on Reagan. Mm-hmm. Something in this house is not right. So yeah, is she looking up at the lights? Is she looking in the direction of the room upstairs? Like unless I'm mistaken with the geography of the house, it certainly looks like she's staring directly at where the room would be upstairs in relation to like like where she's standing. Okay, let me let me think in my three-dimensional space abilities here. Mm. So the foyer is over there. The at the top of the stairs is Chris's room, and over there is Reagan's room. Yeah, roughly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I see what you're saying, yes. <laughs> and again, folks, we know this isn't a real house. We know it's a set, right? Like, you know, this is this is like an M.C. Escher painting with, mo- with rooms moving all over the place, right? But, but Friedkin has done a really good job of, like, establishing, like, what this fake house would look like if it were real, right? right. And the dimensions and everything, right? And, and I don't know, just in my mind, she's looking up and she's looking up at Reagan's bedroom. Right. In the script, there isn't the phone call. It's just the lights. Oh. Because maybe Blatty was like, well, you know uh, – Lights and phones; those are two different circuits. I mean, those are two entirely different <laughs> different ideas. The uh, back then, if you if you don't know, uh, uh, folks, if you're um, you know part of the younger generation, um, you could lose power and the phone would still work. Those are two separate. Yes. Things. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So like maybe to further cement, it's like, hey, this isn't just an electrical problem. Right. This is this is like like everything in the house is going crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in any case, so she moves from here into another room that we have never seen before. Am I right in saying that? I think so. I was looking at this and I was like, is this where, is this where she would have been sitting down and ha- uh, talking to um, Father Dyer and, and Mary Jo? Because there is a fireplace here. Oh. But, it, but yeah, like it's completely reconfigured. It doesn't look, it doesn't have any of that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't see a, like, like that. Yeah, I'm actually oh, trying to figure out. No, that. I went back and looked. That's a completely different couch and everything. So they have like they have like a bunch of fireplaces in this house. Yeah, right. Because we got one in Chris's bedroom. We know that. Right, 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 right. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is a complete. So right, completely different. <laughs> here room. we are. Right. Here we are. We were we were just trying to be like, yeah, I think I know the geography <laughs> of this house. Like, I think she's looking up at Reagan's bedroom, and then and then she turns the corner. And is like, well, I've never seen this before. Like, yeah, this is a that's a, new room completely, definitely. I, I know this room like the back of my hand. And then we look <laughs> like that's that old trope, right? Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, so like it's it's also – it's different from the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like it might be a, a, a study or a den or, or some kind of like rec room, something like that. Like I, I guess I'm saying this because of like all the wood paneling. I don't know. Yeah, it feels like, um, a, like the dad's room. Like it feels like the masculine study area. Thank you for saying that. Like I was, I was actually worried about like, like uh, being so sure about this. Like this, this, this might even be. Like, I thought this might be crazier than my Shakespeare stuff. But <laughs> like, yeah, like we see this room so quickly, and then it's gone again. And I, and I almost thought like, oh, this is the father's room, right? Like, like this is his little like personal room where he goes and he hides from his wife and daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like, like, like how some dads like have a study or a den, mm. or, or like, or, or sometimes like it's the garage. It's right. like I'm going into the garage, right? Um. But then you remember that Howard Howard isn't in the picture, but now I'm wondering, okay, like when was this house bought? Like was this his room? I don't think so. I think it's just like something that the previous family or whatever, they're renting the house or, you know, like this is just expected that you have a, a man cave in the house if you have enough, yeah. If gotcha. you have space That's, for it. Yeah, right. That's that's kind of the conclusion that I that I came to as mm-hmm. well. I was at first I was thinking it was like, like, oh, maybe it's maybe it's been maybe it was Howard's like personal room and it's been repurposed because it it also does sort of have like um 
like that look of like it used to be something, but then like we got the wood paneling and the ship uh, on the shelf. <laughs> right, that, right. Like one of these days we're going to be on a boat in the Mediterranean and away from my damn wife and my damn daughter. <laughs> Left alone. Yes. Right. <laughs> Honey, what are you humming? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> right, but again. You're reading Treasure Island again. <laughs> and you're watching Popeye. Oh, solo mio, away from daughters. <laughs> and you're eating Captain Crunch. I told you, we only eat Captain Howdy cereal in this. In this. But now that I'm looking at this with Chris out of my damn way, um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing now. So we have in this little study <laughs> den area, it's very wood yeah. paneled. All, everything's brown. We have a brown couch. And we can see through the door into the other room. And that's the white couch that Father Dyer and Mary Jo are right. on with another fireplace back there. So Chris would have been on the floor looking up there. Yeah, yeah. So whether or not this was um, this was Howard's room or it just came with the house, mm-hmm. right? Like, like we don't know. We can't – like I don't think there's any any information in the, in the Bladdyverse saying – uh, whether like like when she purchased this house, if it was before mm-hmm. or after Howard. Right. Um, so now she enters this room and she doesn't go through it. Mm-hmm. Instead, she turns left and – OK, may, maybe I was wrong about the location of, of the room because now – like the room upstairs I'm, I'm, I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where she was looking because now okay suddenly now we're upstairs right this is this is reagan's room we get this weird sound um so we do a hard cut like as as chris exits stage left right you think she's going to walk through this wood paneling room but then she turns left and she goes like out of frame and then it does a hard cut to her opening uh reagan's room and it's this weird like creak it's like Mm -hmm. like noise um so so time has jumped a little bit, right? Like we're already upstairs now, right? right? So that so that means that left turn that she made was to get up the stairs, right? Or, mm, or at least to maybe get I'm closer to the stairs, right? To get closer to the stairs, right? Okay, so so maybe I'm maybe I'm still right, right? Like you go up those stairs and you and you and you got to make a sharp turn. You do like a one eighty, mm-hmm. I think, and then and then you would be moving down the hall to that room. I, I, I'm I'm only thinking about this because I want it to be true that Chris was looking up in the direction of the room <laughs> when she was down in the kitchen. I just want that to be true. Um, but yeah, so we're clearly upstairs now. You can see the hallway behind Chris as she opens the door, right? Right. Um, we cut to a shot of the window. It is wide open and. And the wind is blowing strong. The curtains are fluttering, mm-hmm. but weirdly, they are fluttering out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. like I didn't catch that like at first, but it's almost as if the source of the wind is inside mm-hmm. the room. Um, get out of the house. The source of the wind is inside the room. <laughs> so then we cut back to Chris, and we can see that it is freezing right. in this room now. Right, like even even so, even or like. Mm, Enough so that we can see her breath, mm-hmm. right? And and so this must be a, a refrigerated set by now, correct? That's right. So this this set is built on a soundstage in New York City. And so this entire house has been built. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that everything is fixed. There's usually flyaway walls and, and that sort of thing. Um, but this is entirely on a set because they need to refrigerate it for for the second half of this movie. So the, yeah, it was all in a, on a freezer. Um, and... It's interesting because we did at the very beginning of introducing Reagan early, early on in the movie. We we also have Ellen Burstyn being cold, but we don't necessarily need to see her breath. Right? We can just sort of rely right. on her to do that and and to say, "Oh, it's cold." Um, but she's here, acting. Right? Right. She's acting. Right. But here, right, we need to see that. Um, so that caused a bunch of delays with the film. Um, they had to. Um, 
they had to uh, you know, spend extra time working on getting the set to the right temperature, and they had right. to be careful about um, the the basically the 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 fight between the very hot lights and the very cold refrigeration. Right. right. It kept on so like like the lights kept on warming the right. set. So then they had to turn the uh, the lights off to cool it up and again. Just wait. It, so, yeah. Wait. Wait around for the temperature to be correct. Yeah, a lot of starting and stopping just be- because we needed this room to be so cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we necessarily needed this room. <laughs> no, to be so but cold. that 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 seeing that breath is really really evocative. I mean that that's mm-hmm. very helpful. I think it is. It is a very very good visual. I really like it. Yeah. So I would argue for it. I think that that's the right decision. So then you take on all these production delays and you know freeze your actors and freeze your crew and. and <laughs> I, I think it's right. So I mean, like because because it's on this big giant, you know, the set, um, the the cast and crew are cold when they're not even on camera. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that that's kind of the case of it, right? So we have a little girl who's dressed up in a in a little um, you know pajama set, basically a nightgown, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so she has to be kept warm between takes. And again, mm-hmm. I, I think that sounds pretty rough, but I think this is a a useful a useful reason to make make actors go through this as opposed to just yeah. for no reason at all. And again, um, we don't have any evidence of Linda Linda Blair complaining about it. But right, right, she does say in like uh, documentaries and interviews that like uh, you know uh, to this day she doesn't like being cold. Right. Um, yeah, but, but she doesn't uh, say like oh, and they did this just for themselves and it's so manipulative. She's like you know yeah yeah. Um, it was the only way that they could get this this visual, um, right. and uh, yeah, but f- certainly like hers is is probably like the hardest job because everybody mm-hmm. else, you know, these they got these big heavy priest robes mm-hmm. and you know and all that stuff. And it's easier um, for them to go step out outside and warm up. Like she has to get out of this bed and then and then resituate everything every time she wants to right. go outside. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. So, um, and. and the weird thing about this is like, yeah, so we just we just gave like, you know, all this info on like the, the refrigeration of the room. We're not even in the part where you would like necessarily think about that, mm-hmm. right? Like you tell like, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, they had to refrigerate the whole room so they could see the breath and the actors and the exorcist. Mm-hmm. It's like you would think of like like scenes way, way, way later. You right. wouldn't think of this scene, right? right? Like. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy that this is already happening. But yeah, there we go. This is this is the like I think probably the first refrigeration scene, right? It looks like it. So again, that's in this minute, this a couple of different turning points here. So I was saying it's it's becoming a haunted house movie where the whole house is haunted. You mm-hmm. were saying that it is uh the one where Captain Howdy is in the physical world, and then we have mm-hmm. um Reagan's uh whatever's going on with Reagan leeching into the environment. So that's yes, all in one right. minute, big changes happening. Wow, yeah, lots of big changes. Yeah. Um so yeah. We cut from there to Reagan and she's seemingly asleep face down again, right? Like again with the covers off, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike last time, we have no indication of whether or not she's faking sleep or or maybe Captain Howdy is like letting her sleep now after doing – um. Whatever it is she did. What did she do? <laughs> do you know what your daughter did? Um, oh no, it would be it would be in uh, another character's voice. Um, do you do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. Um, yeah, um, we do, but we'll never tell. Um, so Chris crosses the room. <laughs> Chris crosses, um, and she reaches out to close the window, um, and she does this little. I, I don't know, like like this lurch forward, like almost like she tripped, right? And she's leaning way out into the night to grab these windows to close them. Oh, Chris, yeah. be careful. Don't lean so far out like that. You could fall. <laughs> Any, anyone could fall out that window that is mysteriously open right now. Like like anyone, like, like you, Reagan, Carl, Willie – Sharon, I think I think that's it. Are we missing anybody? Uh, Tommy, Louis, Tommy, Mike, Louis, Mike, <laughs> Jesuit Dean, 
Like literally anybody that we've seen in this movie could could fall to their death outside. Mm -hmm. Anybody. I think we mentioned everybody. Um, Pazuzu. (laughs) Captain Howdy, Mm -hmm. you know. Whether or not the astronaut, the astronaut, the astronaut's going to die up there. I was told he's going to die up there. What, <gasps> Keenan? Is that what happens? <laughs> we'll have to find out. I don't know. Who else could have fallen out that window? I don't know. I can't think of a single person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she closes the window. But before she does, we hear the sound of sirens floating up to the room, as if carried by that same wind. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and she closes it and she locks it. And then, wait, okay, actually, before that, before she closes it, she locks it. She locks it. I sound like Gollum. She locks it. Um, Keenan, if she had just looked down, <laughs> am I wrong? She like, would have what? seen a whole mess of cops and reporters and firemen and all that. So, okay, like this, okay, this isn't in our notes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm confused. Like, I, again, I'm looking at the geography, like, mm-hmm. okay. She would. She she leans out, <laughs> obviously, and 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 like like almost falls out herself. And she would like like, hey, that's all that stuff that was going on right. downstairs. Or like like, what? Like I don't know. Oh, like, that's yeah. That's my stairs. <laughs> that's the like, stairs oh, to my where? house. It turns out, yeah. <laughs> so those are the stairs to my house. Mm-hmm. And who's that down there under that blanket? Well, maybe they're under a blanket, so we don't see. Right. <laughs> right. That man's face is all hair. Yeah. <laughs> So she closes it, she locks it, and then turns and sees now that Reagan is lying in bed uncovered, right? She must have seen Reagan in bed before this, right? I right. think that's that's like what that shot of Reagan was supposed to represent, right? Because like you go in there, you're a mom, you see the window open, uh, you know, to your daughter's bedroom. The first the, the first place my eyes are going is in that bed. Mm-hmm. Seems so like, okay, is she like, okay, she's there. She's right. there. Okay, good. So she mutters, shit, and she goes to cover her back up, and that is where our minute ends. Um, <laughs> that is all I got for my notes. Uh, Keenan, you got anything else? No, I think we got it. All right. So, Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the power of Dibix compels you. We don't know what they are. We don't know what they are. You could be one. I don't know. Hey, yay. You know what? Hey, maybe we're both Dibbicks. <laughs> and and we're just like we but we think it's 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 instead of instead of a horror, it's like a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um and we think that the other one isn't a Dibbick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man, I can't I can't show Keenan that I'm a Dibbick or else he's, <laughs> he's he's not gonna accept me for who I really am and then he's not gonna want to do the podcast with he's me. He's gonna kick me off the show. He's gonna kick me off the show. And then um and then like it ends with or or the climax is um, you know, like like uh, you know, I go to Las Vegas, you come to LA and we're having coffee and it's like <sighs> Keenan, I, I just, I just gotta get, I gotta get something off my chest, and then you do that too. He's like, I gotta get something off my chest, and at the same time, we're like, I'm a dibic. <laughs> but what's a dibic? <laughs> I don't know. What's a dibic with you? Hey. <laughs> and then we, and then we realize, we realize that um, that uh, dibic or not, uh, <laughs> we're still friends. We're still friends. Yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not. What's on the outside is this horrible, scaly monster skin. Um, it's who's on the inside. It's who's on the inside. 
and it's it's a it's a dimmick. It's it's not it's not your it's not your mom. Your mom's a dimmick. Your dad's a dimmick too. They're all dimmicks. 